Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Oh, good morning, everyone. You can be seated. Man, how many of you guys are so excited to be in the house of God today? Man, I'm excited to be here sharing the word with you. And I believe God has something for each and every one of you. As Pastor Aaron said, my name is Jacob Peterson. I'm the currently the South Tampa location pastor. But in August, we're going up north to take North Tampa for Jesus. Come on, somebody. And it's truly bittersweet because I love being a part of what God is doing right here at South Tampa. We live down here and, you know, our heart is for this community, but we believe God has something for North Tampa as well. So we're excited. We're stirring our, stirring our spirits for that. Uh, before we dive into the word this morning, I'm going to pray. Then we're going to jump right into it. Father, thank you for each person that is here today. Lord, I believe that they're here on purpose. I believe, God, that you have a word for them. Lord, I thank you according to Hebrews. Your word says that the, the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray that the word of the Lord would come forth to encourage and to edify in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. amen, amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter number 14. Verse 22, if you don't have your Bible, no worries. We're going to put that up on the screens for you. Or you can open it up in the Bible app, whatever works best for you. But let's read this portion of Scripture together. It says this in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. Everybody say made. And go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, or in the middle of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This morning, I want to encourage some people who feel like they're in the middle of a storm. Now, you might ask, you know, what does it mean to be in a storm? What, and I don't want that to get caught up in just Christianese or Christian lingo. What does it mean to be in the middle of a storm in your life? Maybe you went to the doctor and the doctor's report came back in a way you weren't expecting it to. Maybe you went to XO conference and you said, man, th this is going to turn my marriage around. Everything's going to be good. Th we're going to start working on things from here. You know, you know, from there, you couldn't keep your hands off each other. Maybe you made out in the Hobby Lobby parking lot, something like that. And it's like, man, this is our moment. Everything's going to turn around. But then a few weeks later or a little, a few days later, you find yourself having those same arguments that you were having before you're in the middle of a storm. Maybe you are, you know, you go to check your Wells Fargo account. Does it have the numbers that you think should be in there? Come on, somebody. And you go to swipe your debit card and you've got to pray and seek God that it goes through. 
Amen. I seen you move. You moved the mountains. You're like singing it right there. Hey, that wasn't that bad. Maybe I can. Come on, dude. I just found it. I'm going to be leading worship next Sunday. You better get ready. You know, like, we've all been there before. You go to swipe your card, and you're doing math in your mind, like, and you're like, it's going to bounce. And then it says authorizing, and you're sitting there like, Lord, have mercy on me. And they're like, excuse me, sir, your card doesn't Bring it down. People are in line. People can hear you. And they're like, you know what? It's so weird to have like a million dollars in my bank account. It's so weird. I think it's wrong card. Let me run out to the car, and you just don't come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just going to bail on that one. We've all been in storms in our life. And, you know, I have to wonder, you know, honestly, as you read through the Gospels, it seems like the disciples get caught in like real storms on a pretty consistent basis. Amen? And, and that moment where it says, you know, Jesus urged them. He said uh, he made them get into the boat. That word made is translated as strongly urged. Or, or in other words, you know, like when your wife asks you to do the dishes, she's not asking you, hey, do you mind doing the dishes? Translation, do the dishes. Amen. And I wonder, hey, somebody's got some deep wounds right there. <laughs> We're gonna have some. We'll have prayer workers at the end to pray through whatever things you're going on in your life. That's good. Yeah, I wonder if in that moment when Jesus was, you know, asking them to get in the boat, hey, listen, we're gonna go to the other side. I got the great trip planned. I wonder if they started having flashbacks like, Jesus, do you remember the last time? We went on a little boat ride, and while we were about to die, you were sleeping. So it's going to be a no from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so here's a picture of, of the Sea of Galilee, because if we're not careful, sometimes it can just become abstract, just kind of a distant thing. This is an actual picture of the Sea of Galilee. It's huge. It's not actually a sea. It's a lake. It's absolutely beautiful. We just had a team just get back from Israel. It's amazing, surrounded by mountains, unbelievable. And the, as you read throughout the Bible, you'll find that uh, several of the disciples were raised in Galilee right on the shores of this beautiful lake. So they would have known it. Not only that, they were fishermen. So they would have lived on this body of water. They would have known it like the back of their hand. And I wonder if in that moment when Jesus was like, all right, time, all right boys, time to get in the boat. Listen, they would have been able to feel a storm was coming. Amen? Like, listen, y'all are Floridians, all right? Like, you know when the storm's coming. Amen? You can, like, everybody gets all weird and mystical in nature. They're like, you smell that? A storm's a-brewing. They're wearing that, the little yellow slickers, like, oh, my goodness. No, you see the clouds. You got an alert on your phone. Like, you know, I'm from Alabama, so everybody back, well, there's a storm a-brewing. I feel it in my bones. No, it's the big, ominous clouds that are coming in right now. You know, I think a tornado's coming. You know, in Alabama, we got naders, all right? So there's a nader coming. I saw some cows laying down. No, a trailer got blown across your yard. Like, that doesn't take a rocket scientist. But, 
You know, they, they would have known a storm was coming, and they, were, they would have been aware that things were about to go south. And, and I wonder if the reason why we find the disciples caught in storms with Jesus on different occasions is because God's wanting to show us something to help us through the storms of life. He's wanting to encourage us and give us some principles to help us on this journey. Because listen, you might not be in a storm right now. Let me encourage you. You will be. <laughs> it's just going to happen. It's just life. Stuff happens. Things happen. You're going to find yourself in hard seasons of your life. Listen, 2020 has not gotten off to a good start. Amen. January lasted like three months. Like we, we just got into March. And we've had a wild ride. Amen. Y'all remember on January 2nd when World War III almost broke out? Y'all remember that? I thought we were going to get bombed and die. Amen. Don't act like you weren't thinking it too. You were stocking up on rice and canned goods. Don't act like. And then, you know what followed up World War III? Coronavirus. I was just in the airport the other day. Kid you not. And a dude's come. I mean, you can hear him walking from like a mile away. He's in a full-blown hazmat suit. Quick, 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 quick. With his luggage. Quick, quick, quick. I just went up and sneezed in his face just to be like, I got you, bro. Got you, dude. Everybody's buying Germax. For the one time in history, people are actually washing their hands. We're in a storm, people. You know what I'm saying? It's been a rough month. Some of you guys, the 20 days of prayer and fasting, you're like, this is my year. Uh, everything's going to turn around. Uh, touch your neighbor and say, 2020 is my year. And everybody was ready for 2020 to be. Touch your neighbor and say, double. Everybody was getting ready. And then coronavirus hit. Everybody's like, ooh, man. <laughs> ooh. Listen, you're going to hit some storms, all right? But I want to give you three things that are going to help you walk through these storms. The first one is this, pick up your paddle. Pick up your paddle. Now, here's a picture of what the boats in the days of Jesus would have uh, really closely looked like, and they're just as if any boat you would have imagined. There is a, yeah, check that out. So there is a sail, so where when the wind was favorable, you know, I, I've never actually done sailing before, but I once owned a pair of Sperry's, so that helps me. And <laughs> You know, they, um, they put, you know, they would open the sail up and the wind would catch the sails and it would propel them to where they need to go. But when the, the, the wind ended, they would then pick up the paddles and they would begin to row where they need to be. And, you know, honestly, rowing looks very easy until you start doing it. You know, like, like I said earlier, I'm from Alabama. One of our favorite pastimes, we go to the creek. And we float the creek, all right? Now, I remember going for the first time going kayaking. And it's fun for about the first, like, 20 minutes. Then when you realize you have, like, two more hours of this, you know what I'm saying? And you, and I'm, I, does anybody else eat all the snacks within the first 10 minutes? I'm going to die out here. Like, I'm going to have to, like, spear a fish and cook it over. Like, literally, it's 10 minutes until I've eaten all my gushers. I've eaten all my cliff bars. I mean, all my trail mix, it's over, you know? And 
So, uh, you know, whenever you find yourself paddling and you're in that place, you know, when the wind's behind you, everything's good. It's a nice breeze. All you got to do is steer the ship. You're drinking a LaCroix. You know, a LaCroix, as they say in France. Like, you're just like, you're just loving your best life. And then the wind stops, okay? So, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, we'll just paddle. But the Bible says all of a sudden the wind was against him. Have you ever felt like everything in life was against you? Have you ever been in that place in your life where you're ready to catch a break and you feel like you just can't catch a break? Isn't it funny how when one appliance goes out in your house, they all go out? Like, what in the world? Like my dishwasher, then my refrigerator. And you know what's Florida's the worst? Your air conditioner goes out. And you're just sweaty, and there's just no relief from the stickiness. <laughs> Amen? Amen? It seems like when one thing hits, it all hits, and the wind was against them. But this is what I want to tell you. In the middle of the storm, you have to pick up your paddle and begin to paddle in the direction God has called you to paddle. If not, the storm will push you wherever it wants you to go. You'll start off on the right track, but end up in depression. You'll start off on the right track and end up right back into that addiction. If you do not keep paddling on the course God has called you to paddle on, the wind will blow you wherever it wants you to go. Can I tell you, listen, you can write this in your faith is a fight. Sometimes faith is easy. A lot of times you're going to have to paddle. You're going to have to exercise that faith muscle and paddle even when everything's against you and their doctor's report's bad and the relationship is crumbling and you don't, you should have gotten that promotion, but you didn't. You've got to keep paddling in the direction God has called you to paddle in. And listen, you've got to be careful of who you allow to paddle in your boat. That's why we talk about you got to surround yourself with people who are going the same direction you are. Because if not, their negativity will pull you in a direction you're not called to go. When you're believing God for a miracle, you don't need people in your life talking down your faith. Well, brother, those Debbie Downers. You know, well, brother, you know, they say the first year of marriage is the worst. Nah, get thee behind me, Satan. I don't receive that. Well, you know, just teenagers are crazy. They're going to go crazy. No, 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 not my kids. Why? Because for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And when my girls get older, they're going to burn for Jesus. They're going to be on fire for God. They're going to be pure. They're going to be holy. And they're going to turn the world upside down. They're not going to be wanting to go to parties. They're going to be wanting to go to prayer meetings. Why? Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, you know, the economy is just going to tank. Well, good thing I don't live according to this economy. I live according to God's economy. Amen? you got to silence those Debbie Downers because if not, you'll be paddling in one way and they'll be trying to hold you back to get from God where God's called you to be. The second thing you got to do is you've got to reject fear. Reject fear. As you find in the story, I mean, imagine, that would have been pretty scary. Amen? Like, can you imagine being in the middle of Tampa Bay in the middle of a storm? Amen? 
Like, you got your life vest on. You got your goggles on. Like, I'm not dying today. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else like that when you go to the beach and something brushes up against your leg? Uh-uh. No. I've seen jaws. No. Anybody else? You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, it's, it's easy in the middle of the storm to allow fear to step into your life. It's easy in the midst of the storm to believe that this is the end. This is how life is going to be. You can write this down. Don't allow the storm to cloud your perspective. As you remember in the story, they're in the middle of it, and all of a sudden they look out into the water, and they say, it is a ghost. Jesus is walking on the water, and rather than seeing Jesus, they think it's a ghost. Listen, can I tell you, oftentimes, listen, the very thing that was supposed to be their breakthrough and their deliverance, they were scared of. The very thing, Jesus was walking to them. Let me just pause right there. Jesus walks to you in the middle of your storm. I know you might feel like you're struggling. I know you might feel like you're alone. Can I tell you, Jesus is walking towards you today. And they say, it's a ghost. Like, literally, where did that come from? Like, why would you see, like, literally, all of a sudden, you're like a ghostbuster? Like, what? It doesn't make sense. And the problem is, is that their perspective was clouded through the lies of the enemy, and they started to believe in the lies. Listen, i got to tell you today that fear is simply misplaced faith. Fear is simply misplaced faith. Fear is when you put more faith in the bad than you put in the goodness of God. And you start believing, man, this is going to be it. This is the end of my story. This is just how life is going to be. And rather than having hope, I heard a preach one time that hope is the simple belief that things can change. Rather than you having hope that things are going to get better, you are now hopeless and you believe, man, this is just the story of my life. One struggle after another, one defeat after another. And fear creeps in. Listen, I want to tell you today, don't allow fear to create a narrative in your life. Don't allow fear to write the story of your life. Fear will keep you back from the most amazing things in your life. Oh, you know, what if you trust this person again? What if they hurt me again? What if this, what if, what if, what ifs? And I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you can lay in bed at night and think about all those what ifs. Amen? How many of y'all do that? You're laying in bed at night and you're like, what if this happens? Can I tell you, don't give a place to the enemy with those thoughts immediately close the door to fear in your mind. And when you do that, allow the faith of the Word of God to speak true. Listen, that's why I want to tell you, this book is so important. 
You need to read this and read this and read it and read it and read it. And when it falls apart, pick up another one and keep on reading it. Because you knew that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So that means when the enemy comes and he says, oh, this is going to happen to your kids. Oh, they're going to die at a young age or this is going to happen or they're going to go off the deep end, etc., etc." No, no, no. I look through there and I find Psalm 91 that says angels have been given charge around my family. I look through there and I read that if I raise them in the way they should go, in the end they shall not depart. I look through there and I read the truth and the truth always overcomes every single lie. The truth always overcomes every single lie. The third thing I want you to write down in your notes is simply keep your eyes on the other side. Keep your eyes on the other side. This is where I believe the disciples missed it. This is where I believe where the chink in their armor was that caused their faith to slowly slip away from them was when they were getting ready to get into the boat. What did Jesus say to them? He told them, go to the other side. He told them, go to the other side. So listen, they should have held on to this one truth. If God told me I'm going to go to the other side, I'm going to make it to the other side. I want to tell somebody today, if you're not there, it's not over. Listen, because a lot of you, you have promises that over here, God promised me, I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a destiny. My marriage is going to thrive. My finances are going to thrive. I'm going to fund the kingdom of God with my finances. I'm going to walk in the power and the love of Jesus Christ. But right here, your faith is being tested. Right here, your finances are waning. Right here, your relationships are waning. Right now, you feel like you're in a dead-end job. But I want to tell you, if you're not there, it's not over. Come on, give God some praise right there. You have got to keep paddling until you arrive in the destination that God has called you to arrive in. You know, the, the Bible, if you read Acts chapter uh, 23 on, uh, it tells the story of Paul. And I love, love, love this story of Paul. It's, it's amazing. And the Bible talks about Paul the apostle. He gets a word in Acts 23, 11 that says, you will bear witness of me in Rome. So pretty much God tells him, you're going to go to Rome and you're going to tell people about me in Rome. So Paul has this crazy journey, this crazy ride. He ends up getting arrested and is now getting shipped off to Rome. He's on a boat. And the Bible says that they sail right into a storm. He sails into a storm and they're literally being tossed around in the storm for days. The sun didn't even come out. I mean, just crazy light. This, no sunlight, just darkness, crazy storm. And finally, the Bible says that the ship smashes up against rocks and falls apart. And now he's shipwrecked on an island. Number one, that alone is crazy. Amen? Anybody ever seen Castaway? Uh, I don't want to be stranded on no island with no stupid volleyball. Like, no. He's shipwrecked now. But you can even read Paul is just so confident in faith. And then the Bible says that he starts gathering sticks to build a fire. And he's gathering these sticks. And the Bible says as he gathers these sticks and he puts them into the fire, a snake jumps out and latches onto his arm. 
I don't know about you. I would just die. I'd be like, suck the poison out. You know, like writing my last will and testament. That's it. I'm done. Rest in peace, you know. But what does Paul do? Paul literally shakes the snake off into the fire. And then just goes about his business. And the Bible says that the islanders, the, the natives, all gather around him waiting for him to die. Really, you can read it. They're like, come here, come here. This is going to be so awesome. Nothing fun ever happens here. This dude's about to die. Come here, come here, come here. They're just like eating popcorn, waiting for him to foam at the mouth and die. But nothing happens. He, he, it doesn't swell. He doesn't fall over dead. Nothing happens. And Paul keeps his cool the entire time. Why? What gave him the faith to be able to do that? Why? Because God told him he was going to Rome, and he wasn't in Rome yet. God promised him, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. Listen, it doesn't matter what snakes attack you. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. If you're not where God's called you to be, it's not over. And, and you know, I, I, I understand. I've been in storms. I've been in those hard seasons. And it's hard to see the perspective. It's hard to hold on when you feel like everything is falling apart. But I want to tell you this purpose behind your storm. There's purpose behind your storm. When I was, Lexi and I, we went on our uh, honeymoon to Bermuda. Bless God. Bermuda's a beautiful place, by the way. And we were in Bermuda, and we were walking around the downtown area, and we found this, like, big memorial. And on this big memorial was a, was a plaque uh, describing what the memorial was for. And I went up and I read the plaque, and it tells a story that there was a slave ship leaving from Virginia to South Carolina. And I can't imagine the atrocity and the injustice of slavery in that day and the unspeakable horrors they had to go through. And now they're chained in the bottom of a boat. And now they're sailing in a ship that they're chained to that's now being smashed by waves, taking on water, horrible, horrible storm. And as they're sailing... You know, they're, they're probably thinking at any moment their ship's about to break up and they're about to die. But as they're going, they finally make it through the storm and they finally make dock. And not only do they make it through the storm where they thought they were going to die, but now they have to face the, the horrors of slavery. And, and they open up the, the hatch and the light pierces the darkness and they're about to exit the ship. And when they do... As they begin to exit the ship, they begin to realize that the people that are now leading them out of the ship have a different accent than they're used to. And they're wearing these red coats and they're thinking, I don't, this isn't how I expected Virginia to look like. And as they go, a man walks up to them and says, take off all their chains. Because what they didn't realize was as they sailed into the storm, the storm pushed them off course and they landed at Bermuda. And Bermuda was an English colony. 
where slavery was illegal. And the very storm that they thought was going to kill them actually pushed them into their freedom, into their deliverance. And listen, I don't know what storm you're going through today. I don't know what battles you're facing to today. I want to tell you, there's purpose behind it. God's going to use it for His glory. God's going to use it for your deliverance. But come on, let's stand all over the room right now. Listen, because this is how the story ends in Mark, Matthew chapter 14. At the end of the story, the Bible says that they sail and they land. They get to the other side. Jesus gets into the boat. They make it to the other side. And when they make it to the other side, word spreads that Jesus is there. And people from the entire region now come and are healed from Jesus. And, and I just can't help but think about people in this room. And you're in the middle of storms. You might be in the storm of addiction. You might be in the storm of, of, of financial lack, of marital problems, of your son and daughter might not be serving the Lord. You, you are in the middle of a storm right now. I want to tell you, there's people waiting to encounter Jesus on the other side of your storm. Listen, well, you might ask God, why am I in this storm of addiction? Because there's people on the other side of your storm bound by addiction who need to hear your story of deliverance, who need to hear your story of encountering Jesus in the midst of the storm. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, I'm in the middle of a storm, I'm battling, I'm struggling, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to turn, the bills are stacking up, I need help. If that's you, I want you to raise one hand in the air. Thank you, thank you. Hands are going up all over the room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see every storm. Man, I just even see some of you right now, you're rowing as hard as you can. You're rowing as hard as you can. It's like you have blisters on your hands. You're tired. You've been fighting through the night. The storm should have been over right now, but you're still struggling. And I hear the words of Jesus when he stepped onto the ship. He said, it is I. Do not be afraid. Be of good cheer. Right now, depression's being broken off of people's lives. Fear is being broken off of people's lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare your presence fills every heart. Your hope fills every heart. Joy fills every heart. In the name of Jesus, for those battling with depression and anxiety and addictions, Lord, I declare freedom right now in the name of Jesus. I declare he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, you see every single storm. Lord, I pray freedom in Jesus' name. Right now, keep your head bowed and eye closed. If you're here, and you do not have a relationship with Christ, your heart is not right with the Lord. You, maybe you served him for a while, but you've fallen away or you have yet to make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. I want you to slip one hand up in the air right now. Thank you, Lord. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, Radiant family. Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose three days later. From this day forward, I choose to follow you. No matter what the cost is, I give you my life. I love you, Jesus. And I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Radiant, can we give God some praise right now? Hallelujah. Come on, the Bible says that heaven rejoices when one person repents and gets their heart right with the Lord. Come on, one more time. Give God some praise. I just feel just to rejoice. There's people who made decisions today and they will never be the same again. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.